And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to Fed Reacts. Today we're going to be covering Chris Benoit, a.k.a. the Rabbit Wolverine. Let's get into it. Special Agent with Homeland Security Investigations, okay, guys? HSI. This is what Fed Reacts covers. Defendant Jeffrey Williams and Associate Weissel did commit the felony. So here's what 6ix9ine actually got. Racketeer conspiracy. This attack shifted the whole U.S. government. This guy got arrested. Espionage, okay? Trading secrets with the Russians. John Wayne Gacy, a.k.a. the killer clown, okay? One of the most prolific serial killers of all time. Killed 33 people. Zodiac Killer is a pseudonym of an unidentified serial killer who operated in Northern California. serial killers, guys, they really get off on getting attention from the media. Many years, Jeffrey Epstein sexually exploited and abused dozens of minor girls at his home. It was OJ working together to get Nicole killed. We're going to go over his past, the gang ties, so that this all makes sense. All right, we are back. What's up, guys? Welcome uh, to Fed Reacts. They're going to be covering Chris Benoit. You guys have been asking for this one for a very long time. Um, I am very familiar with this case. I remember... As a kid, uh, well, 16, 17 at this point, um, when the news broke, and I remember watching, it was either, I think it was Raw, and they did a full-on tribute to Chris Benoit, and then they quickly retracted it after the fact because they found out the circumstances under which he actually passed away and uh, his family. Um, today, they're going to be reacting to a documentary. But before we get into that, um, I'm going to take a second to go ahead and read the chats after. Um, but, um, Angie, what's your... Uh, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, and then what's your take on this? Because uh, you came up with this idea to do this case because a lot of people messaged you on the FedRx Instagram. Yeah, this has been a, a highly requested one for a while now. Um, uh, I think it was you who made the decision to do it, Yeah, obviously. But um, you guys have been asking for this for a while. Like, it's always been in the polls. It's always been on the question box. You uh, guys always drop Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit. Um, so, yeah. Um I did my research. I found a very good documentary that won't hit us with the copyright. <laughs> yeah. Because we've been... Like last week. Yeah, like last week. We've been hit with the copyright plenty of times now. Yeah, So I, um, this one I think is really good. Uh, we are actually using Coffee House, which is uh, the the channel that we use for Courtney Clenny 2. Yeah, that one. Yeah, ago. you guys really like that Courtney Clenny one. Yeah, and it was really good. So hopefully we won't get hit with this one. This, this case is... Very interesting. Um, I do have other requests from you guys. You keep, <laughs> you keep requesting cases from the UK. There is Marilyn yeah. McCann. I want to mention it because you guys always request this one. Marilyn wants to do the Yorkshire uh, Ripper, and I will try for you guys. I will try to convince him to the York do... Yorkshire Ripper. Yorkshire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will try to convince him. They to age do... restricted uh, the Marilyn other McCann. one. Huh? Because they keep asking for Madeline McCann, and you want Ooh. to do Madeline McCann. Oh, okay. I don't know okay, so I've been mentioned. I, I mentioned this case to Marilyn like a thousand times now, but he never remembers. So, we'll we'll tr I'll try to convince him to do it because it's a quite interesting case, and I think we can like break it down for you guys. And yeah, the Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah, the Yorkshire Ripper. We're gonna do. They went ahead and took the the Jack the Ripper one that we did. They age restricted it. Really? Yeah. Well, very annoying. But what can you do? Um. Uh, Bills, Mo, we got both of them in the house, guys, by the way, for this one. Down the Marco. Sorry delay. Uh, Bills was doing some, um, some upkeep and some background stuff with, uh, you know, with the, um, excuse me, with, uh, Streamlabs. So he was, you know, because, um, obviously as you guys know, well, I don't know if you guys know, but you have different profiles on Streamlabs, so we had to update the FedRex profile, so that's what he was doing. 
Um, so, uh, Bills in the back. right? Am, am I right? I don't know, Bills. No, you, that's a, you hit it on exactly. Yeah, yeah okay. update. I just have to come by and update it real quick. Yeah. So, because um, Mo's been running the Fed reacts, and as you guys know, it's not as smooth as when Bills does it. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, Bills. Um, mm-hmm. They say in the chat that you look like a rapper. How do you feel about that? I, I do music for a living, so they're pretty accurate. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Mo, what are your thoughts on this? Because obviously this is a WWE case. Uh, you know, we're going to have quite a bit of commentary on this one on the side. Uh, go ahead. This was actually a case that I um, I kind of put my name in the hat to recommending this case. So uh, I was I was really looking forward to this. I was like, when I finally found out, I was like, Cause, you know, it's a big, like, 50-50 beat. And when the wrestling community, when it comes to Chris Benoit, it's like, yo, some people are forgiving him. And I know a lot of people in the wrestling community are, are very forgiving, no matter what. Chris Benoit is one of the biggest reasons when I um, reference how forgiving the wrestling community can be. There's another half, especially deep within the wrestling industry and different companies and promotions that will all agree that like this is a taboo name to speak. So. Uh, we're we're talking about one of the biggest taboo names in wrestling history. You know, mm-hmm. he's off of like all of the books. WWE does a, an extremely great job on editing him out on books, records, videos, footages. He's we're talking about one of the most canceled taboo names in the wrestling industry because of you know what he did, and you know we're about to see all the details. I'm interested in seeing this, especially when Myron had first started Fed Reacts. One of the Chris Benoit was one of the first things that came to mind. I said I would love to yeah. see him cover this. So um, here we, we are. We didn't even watch uh, a, uh, an interview of one of his friends. I think it was, and he said that um, he was very sad about everything, but he, still he was very like angry because of, of what happened. Oh, it's Chris Jericho. Yeah, it was Chris, Chris Jericho. Jericho. That we watched. Yeah. Glad yeah. um, to see an interview, by the way. Yeah, um, and we got, uh, let's see here, we got about six, almost 700 y'all watching on YouTube, and then we got another uh, 900 y'all watching over on uh, Rumble. So guys, do me a favor, if you're watching on Rumble, open up a tab uh, on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel um, on Rumble and on YouTube, and uh, yeah, man, uh, support. But um, let's see here, I'll hit uh, any rants or chats, and then we'll get into the documentary. And and someone already said, like, he thinks his, um, that... WWE banned his name. No, not think. His no, name they absolutely is, banned him. is uh, banned in WWE. Yeah. As soon as they found out like what actually happened, uh, they, they literally banned everything, dude. Like, like Chris Benoit is, what do you say, Mo? Most canceled wrestler of all time? Yes, 100%. Yeah. One, it's, it's actually not even close. Yeah. I, I would say, yeah. Who, who's, who's second? Hulk Hogan. But it's already been forgiven. He was canceled for a long... He was like another wrestler that was kind of canceled for a long time because by, of By the, WWE? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for of, WCW. No, yes. no. For what? Um, There was a, a, a footage, a security footage of... Or bedroom footage of him saying the N-word with the ER. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> why. So... So for a long time, he's been Yo. canceled. But one... Another example of the wrestling community being very forgiven, and he was eventually forgiven by WWE and the wrestling industry. You know, it amazes me how people let a word, bro, like get them so angry. Like, bro, it's not that serious, man. 
do you really think Hulk Hogan is racist? No. No. Like, come on, man. The guy, the guy wrestled with Booker T for decades. You know what I mean? And it just amazes me how people will sit there and like they try to do the same, the same thing to Joe Rogan. You know, and they just got those clips and try to say he was a racist. Blah blah blah. They're attacking Russell Brand right now, right? Um, you know, like out of nowhere, these girls are coming out trying to meet to him like 15 years after the fact. Like, come on, dude. Like, what's going on here? Like, if if you, why has there been no criminal case, no no criminal charges filed? It's true. You know, so it is what it is, man. And, and then go ahead. I do want to say, um, because the wrestling industry was one of the first big promotions and big companies that actually doesn't didn't subscribe to you know offensive racism. I mean, there was some hints, but a lot of it was just you know because a lot of it's just jokes. But it was all just jokes. That whole hugging guy was a character, huh? Yeah, but. And but just the wrestling industry as a whole, they they did not subscribe to any like racism, like hatred. They were actually one of the like first. I maybe I may be exaggerating, but they was always one of the first to like not subscribe to any hatred towards any race. Mm -hmm. All they looked at is talent, and that was like multiple promotions, multiple companies, and but of course to highlight Vince McMahon, all he really thought about was money that yeah. he, he was this man was like the only the only color i see is green yeah i don't care about what the hell your color is is are you will you follow orders do you know how to take a bump um do you have charisma you know and if you have to take a bump guys they're not talking about cocaine, cocaine. they're yeah, talking about a bump oh, yeah. like when they bump into each other we're wrestling and they fall yeah the floor. exactly yeah 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 oh yeah, yeah. my bad chat <laughs> but um you know he and he only cares about you know you know can you are you marketable can I, are you money? And also, you know, uh, you know, will you keep yourself in shape, which is the most, which is the number one. That's far. Keeping yourself in shape, especially in ring shape, wrestling shape, is far above whatever, whatever color your skin is. He doesn't care. That's why a lot of, you see a lot of people, a lot of legends had their chances very early, you know, regardless of how the rest of the world was, you know, the wrestling industry didn't sub care nor subscribe about the climate to the rest of the world. So um, that racism didn't really, no one cared about it. No one cared about racism in in wrestling industry, not just WWE. Yeah, because obviously a lot of talent was African-American. So are they going to like, you know, cut their money down for yeah. racism? No. Nah. Nah. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, if it makes money, they're going to do it. Hell but yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I completely forgot about that Hulk Hogan chapter with that. Completely forgot. It, it was. It, I would it, say it doesn't even really hurt it, his legacy. I mean, he just did an interview with Joe Rogan recently. It was a good interview. Um, I still, when you think wrestling, I think you know Hulk Hogan is like a name that's always gonna you know live on in infamy. If I mean, art, you can argue that he is. When you think professional wrestling, Hulk Hogan is the name that you think about. You can argue that he his name you know is higher up than than The Rock and Stone Cold when it comes to wrestling. Um, even though I still think Stone Cold is the best wrestler of all time, I, I put him above everybody. And I think he's head and shoulders above The Rock, despite people saying, oh, The Rock is the best. No, the one thing that will always blemish The Rock's legacy to me is that he chose Hollywood over WWE. He 100% chose Hollywood. And, and and that's fine, right? Like, I, I understand that. But you're, um, if you choose Hollywood over the WWE, you can't come back and sit there and say, I'm the best. I'm the greatest of all time. No, because when the WWE was like hurting for ratings and everything else, what was he? He was in Hollywood shooting, you know, stupid ass movies that a lot of them sucked. 
Like, he left the WWE to shoot a lot of really bad movies, too. I like them. So. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know he was making movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he left. He, he was. Yeah, because but, yeah, he he was. How many movies has he been in? He's been in thirty <laughs> plus, at least. I, I I have to say minimum. I, it can't be any lower than twenty. Yeah, because oh, he yeah. was he He's was doing it for movies. a long time, and that and that actually includes from big movies yep. to straight to DVD movies. Yep, yep. So I, I oh my god, I remember. F- oh that, okay, so when, this was nineties when he started doing movies. Well, I don't yeah, know like about the, the 90s. Oh, damn. I thought no, it was like 80s. early 2000s. He was in Rocky 3. That was his first movie, I see. Rocky 3. Hulk Hogan? 1982. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about the, we're talking about The Rock. Oh, oh, the, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he actually ended up getting uh, fired for doing that Rocky 3 scene. <laughs> yeah, he said it. I think he said it in the uh, Joe Rogan interview. He actually got fired. He got paid. Sylvester Stallone paid him like 15K. Okay. And uh, he ended up getting fired for doing that because he told him you bet you need to show up at this event, mm-hmm. and he didn't show up because he went and did that movie scene instead. Mm-hmm. And fifty thousand dollars back then in nineteen eighties—that's equivalent probably easily to you know thirty thousand plus today. And that was more than wrestlers probably made because wrestlers back then didn't make that much money. So makes sense. Yeah, um, he actually ended up getting fired for that. Uh, all right, um, wait, uh, chats. Was, there was something else I also wanted to say. Um, oh yes, I remember. Yeah, go ahead. Um, because Hulk Hogan, the main point of the of the topic was Hulk Hogan was the second person to actually have a taste of what it means to be a canceled individual in uh, the wrestling industry. Okay, um, that's the that's the other name. Every everyone else, the the third closest is barely enough to say. Who's hey, third closest? You would say? I don't. I can't. I, I couldn't. I I can't say. Uh, for someone whose name was because even Ultimate Warrior, they ended up putting him in the wall of, in the Hall of Fame. But he didn't even and do anything, was, and he was notoriously difficult to deal with. Yeah, but it's, it wasn't something egregious or socially egregious. I, he he kind of had Vince and Ransom, like before. Uh, I think it was a SummerSlam way back in the day. He told Vince he needed like half a million dollars, or else he wasn't going to show. That's that's still and Vince paid him, and then he fired him after. That's still not as like egregious because we're thinking of something that like hold the CEO hostage for a pay per view. No, yeah, that's that's not. Yeah. people people have done that. People people have done that stuff like that. Wow. It, it's not it's not something that's going to be like I'm canceling your name off of everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I they, what you're saying. Hulk Hogan was the only per- other person they did that for, mm-hmm. and kind of. They were kind of like starting to take his name off and editing his name off, stuff like that. But at least they ended up forgiving him. That's the second closest, which still, but his name was still forgiven. Yeah. So if you go on the WD website and you type in Chris Benoit, he ain't going to be nowhere. No. That's why, like, when they talk about, like, one of the biggest examples, Randy Orton, you know, his first, um, his first championship victory, his main title victory was against Chris Benoit. Oh, so yeah. They, so even though Randy Orton, he's meant to have a Hall of Fame legacy and he's going to have a Hall of Fame story. And there, and at the time, he was the youngest world champion at the time. Yeah, youngest world heavyweight champion yeah, at the like time. Yeah, like 04, 05. Yeah, 04. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, 04, 05. See, he came in around yeah. the same time as John Cena, but he wasn't yeah. trash like John Cena. Maybe. <laughs> but, well, but, but still, the point is... Um, they they're only going when they talk about Randy Orton's first world title victory, 
they're only showing footage of him raising the belt. Uh, they will never show. Yeah. They just now kind of showing footage of him pinning Chris Benoit, but you only see the leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see the face. Yeah. And that's just now. if you're a wrestling now. fan, you already know the, what, what uh, Benoit's pants always look like. They always yeah. had like weird ass stripes on them and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, someone just mentioned it. China. Oh, cause she did. Oh, yeah, she's canceled too. Cause, cause she did. Cause she did spicy movies. Uh, but they only allowed her back because she died. Oh, and is she in the Hall of Fame? Yes, she is. But it was right after she died, so she wasn't. They kind of like said, you know what? Corn ain't really that bad. Yeah, I mean, they let like uh, there were a couple um, divas that posed for Playboy. Yeah, but. Then Tori Wilson, a, a lot Tori of them, Wilson was like, that's what they marketed yeah. her dumbass yeah. as. Uh, and now that I think about it, yeah, Lord Tori Wilson, she was marketed under being a Playboy playmate. They, they actually recently fired. Uh, well, you wouldn't know her, but she was because she was kind of she's a very new name, Mandy Rose. They fired her because she has an OnlyFans account. Oh, really? Yeah, and she was the uh, NXT champion, and NXT is basically the WWE's developmental territory. It's like NBDL. Yeah. Okay. So NBA um, is NBA DL. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, they, and she was a champion, but they had to take the title off of her. Why, and why did she her. do that? I don't know. Like, I, I, did I'm she just, not think to like run it through a management or some shit? Like we talking about women though, bro. Yeah. What a fucking <laughs> stupid, what a fucking yeah. dummy, bro. I, I honestly don't know why, because at the time she was also like, she was getting a huge buzz Mm-hmm. She was getting loved. She, I don't know. Maybe it's not enough money, but she was still. She, but it's long term, and it, it's like, and it's something that you can like propel to make more. Like yeah. the, the thing that these girls don't get with like the OnlyFans stuff is like, you might get a few months that are good, but at some point it's gonna drop off, and you're not gonna be able to sustain it long term. Especially yeah. when you're like talentless, like a lot of these chicks that be on OnlyFans. Like, bro, like, whatever, man. It, <laughs> this this whole like five ten years from now. We're going to look at this like OnlyFans era and be like, yo, if you were like, and, and here's the thing, there's going to probably be like an OnlyFans encyclopedia out there somewhere and they're going to have like a database where they're like, was your girl ever on OnlyFans? And you could go on there and like search your chick and make sure <laughs> make sure she was never on that shit, man. But uh, that's the world that we're in now, man. That's really the world that we're in now. Uh, but anyway, we got a documentary to cover here um, with Chris Benoit, guys, um, uh, from YouTube and... Uh, Rumble. Rants. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh shit, yeah. Let's hit those real. Quick. Okay, so we'll hit the rumble rants and then um and uh, chat and then and guys, if you want to chat into the show and get your get a message uh, heard and read, uh, fnfsuperchat.com, guys, is uh the link to use. Um, it's pinned at the top of the chat as well. Uh, did you see Jay? Hope you guys are well. Take care. Thank you so much, Jay. <laughs> He said that, yeah, said that like about welcome. 30 minutes before the show started, so big nah, up to him. No, nah, we're good, man. Don't worry. We just, like I said, we're making sure that all the stuff was updated for um, Fed Racks. Like I said before, guys, the production quality of the show has went up significantly thanks that we got thanks to Bills being in the house. Um, a lot more interactive and uh, giving y'all a lot of sauce, so uh, that's why we were a little bit late, so I apologize for that. It just goes, Candace Owens said on the Full Set Podcast that she'd be down to come on the pod or you want to have run. Uh, yeah, sure. I reached out to her people, um, and we are in the middle of making it happen now. Um, I'm just waiting on uh, the Daily Wire, I guess, to prove it. Let me let me look here. I'll check this live for y'all right now. Um, you can bear with me one second here, guys, because I know you guys have been asking for Candace Owens for a very long time, uh, and I I do admire her work. 
I saw her documentary on George Floyd. Um, I agree with her on a lot of things. Um, you know, she people, you know, give her a lot of hate, but she says uncomfortable truths and um, people are kind of soft. I mean, BLM is a terrorist organization, bro. I've said that a million times. Um, damn, where'd I put it here? They barely like black people anyway. <clears throat> what was that? BLM. BLM barely yeah, like it's black a, people. Yeah, it's like three lesbians it, that run it. Like, they don't give a shit about it anybody. Became, it became, it's funny, it became anti-black. Facts. <laughs> um, all right, so, all right, so she's down, but we're waiting on Daily Wire. So we'll see what happens, guys. Um... Jeremy goes, Candace always said on Nelk Pod, she's down to do FNF. Yep, definitely uh, we're on it. Hopefully uh, it happens. But like I said before, um, you guys, got, like I said before, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. I don't hold my breath with certain guests. And the reason why is because we're very controversial. We've brought on um, certain guests <laughs> that are crazy. Um, we've talked about certain topics that, uh, people don't want to talk about. I mean, hell, I mean, let's be honest here. I put on a whole clan outfit and started dancing around. I thought it was hilarious. A lot of y'all got mad. So, um, it is what it is. You know, that's my type of humor. I think it's funny. I've always been this way. I've always thought that type of stuff was funny. Um, obviously, I did it on Rumble, and I would never do it on YouTube because you got to follow the rules to some degree, right? Um, and some people didn't like it, and that's fine. Um, you know, you don't have to agree with everything that I do. But I really do enjoy pushing the envelope. I do enjoy bringing y'all content that um, that uh, other people are scared to give. And that sometimes comes with consequences, and I am understand that, and I accept that. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a part of the game. So, you know, got to take accountability. If we get demonetized or we get canceled or whatever, it is kind of what it is. That's why I'm not even really too mad at YouTube about it. It, just, it sucks. But, um, you know, hopefully we'll reapply. Uh, for the monetization in a few months if we get it awesome if we don't then it is what it is um but uh you know we're gonna have to switch up this stuff that we do on rumble i mean sorry excuse me that we do on youtube i know a lot of you guys get angry <clears throat> uh that um what's it called about the elevator music on rumble that we do but i mean you got zerka running around going crazy saying certain things or if i say certain things um youtube doesn't like it guys so we had to put that music on and then we, as soon as we, it's done, we try our best to go right back to the regular uh, schedule programming. But we got to play it safe on YouTube and play by the rules, man. So uh, it is what it is, man. I know a lot of you guys don't want to switch over to Rumble, but that's that's what it is. So if you guys want to be able to, it's, it's, you get two options. Either A, we stay on YouTube and water down the content significantly, and you guys are going to complain. Or B, we keep giving y'all the content on YouTube, but you're going to have to bear with some elevator music here and there and just switch over to Rumble and listen to it all anyway. Uh, or C, we just put it all on Locals and y'all will really hate us. <laughs> put it all on Castle Club, which I'm trying not to do. Which, by the way, I want to make this announcement as well. Uh, guys, I did not purposely say, oh, let's put a portion of the interview on Rumble, piss you guys off over the weekend, and then let's put it on Castle Club. Mo was working all weekend, I was working all weekend, and so was our guy Nick working all weekend. To get that up on Rumble for you guys, there literally was an outage on Rumble, guys, on Friday. So that's why the full podcast didn't upload. If my goal was just to make money and just drag out a castle club, I wouldn't have gotten it fixed and put it up there for y'all on Rumble today. It was up there by this morning, but, you know, I was coordinating with, with Rumble and Mo and everybody to re-upload it, put it back on, and then, you know, switch the video uh, and... 
we wanted to give y'all the whole video. Like that wasn't some kind of like scheme or lie by me to um to get you guys to go over to Castle Club. If that was the goal, then why the hell would I post it today? You know what I mean? Why would I post any any of the videos if that's my whole goal? I've said it before. I'll say it again. My main goal is to keep as much of the content as uh, free as possible, and then you guys go ahead and support us on Castle Club out of the you know out of your love for us. But I want to keep as much content as free as possible because at the end of the day, I want more people to find this stuff and I want uh, people to get value out of it and then, um, you know, save themselves from anything that might happen. That's why we keep our money Mondays on YouTube as much as we can. That's why we keep most of our videos on YouTube as much as we can. Anything that might be somewhat problematic, we put the elevator music on and keep it on YouTube. That's why we still put all the videos around Rumble, you know? Like, we try to put as little behind the paywall as possible, guys. If you um, We still got a lot of stuff on uh, behind the paywall, right? We got like almost 800 videos on uh locals between all the patreon videos etc um and older content uh but all of them yeah and it's all there but uh but i genuinely do like give a shit and try our, our best to put as much of this stuff out here for y'all um uh, you know w in front of the paywall not behind the paywall um, so rumble is free you guys if you're asking if rumble is free rumble is free and fed react is also on rumble so check that out Go like the video and follow Fred React. It's all free. So, yeah. So, um, so it, it is what it is, man. I mean, it's just like it, you, you try your best, right, to make everybody happy and give them the content. And it's like there's always going to be people that complain, but it's like whatever. Uh, all you can do is go ahead and just give the best that you can, and it is what it is. Um, what else? Uh, marriage Cause Divorce. Can you cover the honey trap of Saqib Hussein by his killer's TikTok star? Mahek Bukhari and her mother Ansreen. This is RPAF. Oh. Never heard of it. Mm. Uh, Angie could look into it though. Lil Bill the rapper. What? <laughs> Beals. They call you Beals. Ah. <laughs> uh, Goku is a goat. Myron, you look like the mix between Quan Chi from <gasps> Mortal Kombat, Deadly Alliance, and Handsome Squidward. Oh. <laughs> I don't think so, uh. but that's fine. <laughs> that's what else? Funny. Um, that's a good What's cool skirt? If his, if his third body is himself, he can still get in UAV. Also, sorry, Myron, I got to do it. Big Mo, acknowledge your federal chief, Myron Reigns. What? I acknowledge you, my tribal chief. Oh, okay. All right. Wrestling yeah. reference. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Roman Reigns is trash. Hey! Uh, Mo, Benoit, top three technical wrestlers of all time with Bret Hart and Kurt Angle? Uh, it's, I get the argument. Bret Hart is the best one. Kurt Angle, I like that. I still say no, but I would have. But Bret Hart was the only one I would have given on the list. Others, I have to give um, Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson. Uh, and then we got here, uh, world's coolest nerd. Top two wrestlers are Ryback and Nia Jax. Big Mo knows what time it is. That's one of the biggest trolling arguments because they're known as two wrestlers that gets everybody hurt, extremely hurt in the wrong way. Why? They're just too clumsy and... Uh, oh, oh they're, they're like really bad. They, yeah. they, they, um, they hurt other wrestlers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, does that, that's actually a true. Yeah, right back. There was a big push for him. What happened to him? He was too unsafe to work with. Really? Yeah. CM Punk was actually one of the biggest pointers out, point outs of it. Um, but the fact that it kept... His unsafeness kept showing after CM Punk. So, so CM Punk like kept getting injured from him. Yeah, but it wasn't. But it, after CM Punk left, it was outside of CM Punk too. See, people people don't understand, man. That wrestling is actually really hard, and it's a skill. Like you need to be able to like sell it without hurting your opponent. 
Yeah. And that's not easy to do. So, um, what else do we got here? Uh, that's Cap WWE was racist. Mark Henry did interviews. He said the click pooped on his in his food. Bro, that what? that's that's like certain people, but the wrestling industry isn't. Wasn't yeah, Mark racist. Henry wasn't discriminated because he was black. He was discriminated against because he sucks. I, although I disagree that he sucks, but mm. <laughs> mm. but it wasn't it wasn't like the wrestling industry was racist. The wrestling industry and wrestling community was not that racist. Mm. Uh, SJP goes Hogan was mad because his daughter was getting pounded by BBC that's where the n-word came from that's where it came from yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hey man I mean yo it's his daughter he has a right to be pissed off and you know be like yo I don't watch you get with black dudes but yo that's funny W. Meyer recovering this case W. Mo for his divine wrestling knowledge shout out from your boy Leaf Shinobi hey who's she banging that got her pissed off I don't. I don't Do we know. know. We don't really know exactly who. She probably looks like crap now. Uh-huh. Brooke Logan. Yeah. Mm. Or Le Brooke. Brooke, Brooke Hogan. Hogan. I. I've... I remember they had that TV show on MTV. Yeah. With the what she looks like now. I wonder, I wonder. I wonder if the wall hit her, man. I, I was, had to. Have. I, I was, what does that mean? I, I was. I was options though. I was Brooke options. Who's options? Uh, you know, like saying I'm niggas. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm options. Shout out to my boy Jacob. She's okay. 35 years old. She's 35? Yeah. Damn. 88. Yep. Yeah, the wall takes no prisoners, man. What's, what, what's the wall hidden? I keep hearing that, and I don't know what when that is. When women get old, and they look like crap. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's blind and Caucasian. They age the, mo- the worst. Um, yeah. <laughs> she looks great. I mean, that's a lot of makeup, bro. And these are of, older photos too. Wow, you guys, she's yeah, hate. These are older photos. <laughs> I mean, if you saw what she looked like back in the early two thousands, it was different. Yeah, see. She looks good though. Can it's you old photos, see? Angie. <laughs> yeah, these are old ass photos, Angie. Let's look. Brooke Hogan, we don't know 2003. what. what yeah, you got to look at it like now. All right, let's go back to. Uh, I'm here. Yeah, no, she ain't ugly, but like, I mean, compared to what she used to be, like, I mean, well, because because you know, to me, she ain't bald, so that's it's already like the first barrier, you know. Yeah, Mo. Well, I'm seeing okay. her Instagram. <laughs> she looks great. All right. Uh, okay, where are we at here? Okay. Uh, Stone Cold and Triple H arguing the two best, greatest, the greatest WWE wrestlers of all time. If we're looking at impact, longevity, and memorable moments, close call. But it's Austin three sixteen, and that's the bottom line. Cool, I agree. I don't know about Triple H being. A greatest of all time, but I will say Triple H is the greatest heel of all time. That's what I'll say. He was also one of the most solid too, and yeah. also longevity because he because re- he wrestled in almost every era. Yeah, he did. He he wrestled in longer eras. So. Yep, he did. Good argument. He did. I'll say he's the greatest heel, not the greatest wrestler though. That's cool. Time. But he's in the top ten. Uh, since Logan Paul is bought and sold, how soon can we expect to see him dressed in a tutu, tap out to Becky Lynch, and make out with Bad Bunny in the WWE? <laughs> Probably pretty soon. Uh, anything else? Oh, Ric Flair was recently canceled due to a sexual harassment allegation made back in 2002. It was recently featured on Vice, Dark Side of the Ring. He was, he was, they barely got canceled. He was forgiven right away. Hell, even right now, his daughter is one of the top female wrestlers in the world. Bam. And we all know that, you know, Ric Flair is out here going crazy with, the, you know, drinking and partying and going wild. So, bro, these chicks be capping, man. No Lie donated a dollar. Shout out to my girlfriend for cleaning my room. Love you. I know she's watching right now. 
Who's that? Uh, okay. Okay. Random. But okay. Uh, Martin, in the law world, did people mentor you or were the haters trying to keep you down and talk shit? I work in a dealership and there are a lot of people that are selfish and don't want to share the sauce. Um, no, they teach you, bro, because the, the, the better agent you become, the less sufficient, the, the less they need to help you. <laughs> so, yeah, they definitely teach you, man. My FTO is very good. So, um, but I can see in a dealership world how they wouldn't want to teach you because you would take commissions away. So that's different. <clears throat> Your mark completely off topic with Shorty from Friday's panel. The 40-year-old DJ chick is an idiot. House is the subgenre, just like techno, hardstyle, etc. But the entire genre is idiot music, like you said. Lady is so damn slow. She's from Chicago, too, SMH. Yeah, bro, I mean... What do you expect? You, we, 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 knew, we knew you were right. Yeah, bro. Me, I mean, me and Bills was like, yo. Yeah, me, because me and Bills were, you know, because we're all, we're, I'm yeah, like. Yeah, y'all are musicians too. Yeah, exactly. If you don't want to take Myron's word for it, you got two musicians in the back. We was, we was like, yo, Myron, you, you are 100% correct, bro. Yeah. What are you talking about? She's old though. So she, she. She should know better as a. Th- we talking about women. My, yeah, my bad. She's no, no, old. My bad. My bad. Like, my bad. like, to, like her, like EDM is like a, like a new millennial term and shit like that. But bro, I mean, she old as hell, man. What do you expect? That's fine. Anything else? Oh, no. I'm getting some cool. rumble rants, but we got some time. All right. Let's go ahead and hit the documentary that we got here, guys. This comes from uh, Coffee. Uh, what is your opinion on Goldberg and when he was in WCW? I think he's one of the most overrated wrestlers of all time. I Goldberg. agree. No promo. I... No mic skills. They pushed him to WWE and he flopped, which tells you how trash he is. Um, yeah. I remember, I remember liking him at the time. I loved him at the time, but when I'm looking back at it, I was like, man, this is, yo, he's pretty horrible. I ain't gonna lie. Um, so it was, you are next. like, come on, man. There was a, there was a time he was kind of one of my favorites. Was he was kind of one of my favorites, but when I was looking back at it, he, the more I look back at Goldberg, the more he kept dropping. And plus, um, he's another, like, not necessarily technically canceled, but He's another hated in the wrestling community because he's the reason why Bret Hart had um had an early retirement. Really? Yeah. Why? He did this very unsafe super super kick, um, and it, and Bret Hart had to retire. Really? In WCW, when Bret Hart switched to WCW, you know that's another thing I heard about Goldberg is that he hurts he hurts his opponents too. Yeah. He wasn't a good technical wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he sucks. And here's the other thing too. You want to know how I know he sucks? Everybody that everyone I know that was like a Goldberg fan that would wear like Goldberg shirt, like Goldberg, they're always like retarded niggas, bro. Like fucking like window licking idiots. He he every act, single time he actually retards like Goldberg. He actually almost tell killed, me I'm lying. He actually almost killed the Undertaker. What at a Saudi event? Really? Yeah. How um, they did a they did a Saudi Arabia event. I think it was Crown Jewel the name, but it was in Saudi, and it was Goldberg against Undertaker. Goldberg was trying to do like a, a his jackhammer, but he couldn't really keep Undertaker up. Yeah, he tall. slipped on himself, but Undertaker upside down. He saw the slip midair, tucked himself, and saved his own life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Undertaker is very good. By so. The way. One of the best in the ring at saving people from themselves and doing stupid shit. Undertaker had to save his own life upside down midair. Damn, bro. And he saw the slip, like literally upside down. I don't know. I looking back at the uh, that event, I don't know how Undertaker saw it, but he saw he probably, it. He felt it. 
Yeah. You got to feel it. Because the jackhammer, the way the move the move goes, guy, by the way, is Goldberg holds you up in the air like this, right? And you kind of just, like, hang. Like, it, it, well, it's on the other wrestler to be smart and, like, keep his core tight and hang straight up. And what what Undertaker probably noticed was there was, like, a slip. Like, he probably noticed, like, a body uh, thing. And uh, he was able to adjust. He was able to adjust. So yes, that's exactly that was exactly what happened. Yeah, and because you're supposed yeah. to be stiff for like he holds you up there for like 10, 20 seconds. He so, couldn't. He couldn't even so, keep him up like yeah, that. Yeah, he couldn't even keep him up. So it's just Undertaker saw it and he Undertaker literally made an executive decision, tucking himself, mm. like he had tucked his head, and saved his own life. Yeah. Now uh, Goldberg sucks. I I genuinely one of the most overrated wrestlers of all time. They got pushed. I don't know why he got pushed. Fucking retard. Everyone that I know that listens to that that like is a Goldberg fan is low IQ and stupid. And yeah. And uh, Goldberg. Anyway, uh, let's keep going. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the documentary here. <laughs> Nigga almost killed one of my favorite wrestlers, bro. God damn, man. Hey, you want to be shown? You want the camera on while we do uh, this? Yeah, yeah. Nah, you could take me off. It's fine. Or no, wait, Angie needs it for clips. Nick, keep me on. There goes an old saying, the higher you climb, the harder you fall. And this expression applies to each and every one of us. Which is probably why, when famous wrestling champion Chris Benoit committed several devastating actions, his descent back to Earth would shock a nation and the entire wrestling community. Welcome back to Coffeehouse Crime. My name is Adrian, and in today's video we'll be talking about the twisted case of Chris Benoit. Chris was a heavyweight wrestling champion whose time in the spotlight may have led to the untimely end of multiple lives. But what exactly happened to him? Today we study his story and his psychology. And by the way, I post solved, unsolved, and strange cases here on a weekly basis. So if that sounds like your kind of thing, please consider subscribing to Coffeehouse Crime. And so, with that said, pull up a seat, grab a coffee, and sit back. This is the case of Chris Benoit. Our case today is a little different to our usual structure, as in this video, we'll be looking into the life of professional wrestler Chris Benoit. Chris lived a life unlike many I cover here. He was born on the 21st of May 1967 in Montreal, Canada, to parents Michael and Margaret Benoit. But shortly after this, his family made the move to the city of Edmonton. From a very young age, Chris's passion in wrestling blossomed. He followed wrestling religiously, which led to his childhood fantasy of one day becoming a wrestler. And at the young age of 12, Chris began his training journey in order to achieve his dream. His parents supported his decision wholeheartedly, his father Mike buying him his first set of weights so the young Chris could learn discipline and begin weight training. It's around this time that Chris discovered his idols within the wrestling community. Having seen Tom Billington, also known as Dynamite Kid, and Bret Hart perform at local matches in Edmonton. Eventually, his dreams became true, and he actually ended up training with Tom, even adopting some of his fighting mannerisms and signature moves a notable one being the diving headbutt. So, Chris's teenage years were filled with hard work, discipline, and training. So pause. He um, began work with the heart... Uh, Chris Benoit's main moves, guys, his finisher was a crippler crossface, which was a submission move that dumbass Daniel Bryan tried to copy, which was disrespectful. 
But I think a big reason why he was able to take that move is because they pretty much axed out ben, Chris Benoit. Um, what did they call it? The, the yes lock or some bullshit like that? Yeah. Bro. The yes lock, which was um, from Gene LaBelle, which yeah. was originally the LaBelle locks. Anyway, so, um, yeah, the crippler cross face, the diving headbutt. Uh, he also used to do, do the German suplex. Yes. The multiple-time German, German suplex. Yes. Which, um, you grab the person by the stomach like this, and then you, like, like slam them back like you're, like, uh, you know? Um, what else? Uh, what else were some of his trademark moves? Are we talking me. about Chris? He did yeah. the sharp move shooter. Yeah, yeah. Chris Benoit. Yeah. Sharp shooter. Sharp shooter uh, the, is the one that I have here. That the di- his the diving. Stuff. Nah, it's the, not his finisher. He would do it, but it wasn't his, his, his finisher. Chris Benoit is actually one of the reasons why that diving headbutt is known as one of like maybe a cringest move. Like the wrestling community, when they see a diving headbutt, they're like, <clears throat> you know, like mm-hmm. I hope this wrestler doesn't do that move so often. Yeah. So. Could be worse. You could be doing swantons like Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Uh, people, but people would rather have them land on their backs than their, their literally their head, yeah. because it's gonna explain later on as we're watching about, you know. Obviously, yeah. Well, Benoit. Okay, let's keep going. But uh, but yeah, a, a lot of his moves were high risk. Family in the so-called Hart Family Dungeon, which over the years has produced several notable wrestlers, and all of this training paid off. As in 1985, at the age of 18. Chris made his professional debut in a Stampede Wrestling promotion. His first match was a tag team match, in which he won alongside Rick Patterson, finishing this game with a sunset flip, pinning his opponent. And from here, his wrestling Pause. career rocketed. He en- sunset flip. Mo, if I'm not mistaken, you flip forward, land on them, and you pin them, right? What, what you do, you, you kind of jump over them uh-huh. under and grab their backs. And then you're flipping, you're you're flipping them like doing a front flip while they're kind of doing a back flip at the same time, and they're supposed to land on their backs Can while you land on your seat. The audience, because that's actually a very hard move to hit. By yeah. How cast? How to do a sunset flip? It's wrestling moves. You yeah. Look it up. Okay. All right. We can keep you, playing you, this thing while we. Oh pull. shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. That's why it's very impressive they did that in his first match. Hold on a second. Hey. Mm, sounds... It's kind of gay. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey. They're smelling their butts. they'll do it. <laughs> Ow! Of course. Uh, what is your guys' opinion on ECW? Uh, awesome. If you guys watch our wrestling stream... Pause. Okay. Go ahead. If, if you guys watch our wrestling stream... We did a whole part dedicated to ECW where I played the Dudley boys going crazy, making fun of the fans. And that was one of my favorite parts because they were uh, saying a bunch of things that you would never be able to say on the internet nowadays. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and show the sunset flip. You can yeah, fast forward it a bit. Because yeah. I don't know if this is copyright. So. All right. Gay. Angie, no one cares about your opinion. Still kind of gay, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so don't get hit with the copyright? Yeah, there you go. Boom. Yep. Yeah. That's the move, though. All right. That's a sunset flip. All right. Um, let's go back to uh, to the documentary. 
ended up splitting his time between Canada and Japan, spending months at a time competing in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And after this, he moved to Mexico and then Germany, gaining experience and notoriety to debut in a professional circuit in America. Throughout his career, Chris achieved numerous titles from the most prestigious wrestling associations, such as World Championship Wrestling or WCW, and WWF, which is now known as WWE. Chris's performance peaked in the year 2004, where he officially won the World Heavyweight Championship. And no doubt, Chris had an astonishing career. But what about his personal life? Chris married twice within his 22-year wrestling career. First to Martina in 1988, with which he fathered two children, David and Megan. However, this marriage wouldn't last. Martina wanted a more simpler lifestyle, hey, something Chris couldn't give her. She didn't- Um, David is actually still alive today. David's the one that still um, survived. It's only the, the daughter that passed, that, you know, he killed. Okay. Wait, so, no, you mean the son? The son. Yeah. He's still alive. Yeah. Um, I actually, because- Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his younger son is who, who passed away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he he because he actually still has a son that was actually watching an AEW event. Yeah, who was who? Yeah, from a different mother. Yeah. 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 Yep. Wants to be in the spotlight for the rest of her years. Martina also claimed that Chris allegedly also had a problem with steroid use, which often made him irate and hard to deal with. Although she hated this side of him, Martina still loved Chris dearly, and when off steroids, he was described as one of the sweetest men you would ever meet. The relationship was strung along until the year 1997, where the couple eventually divorced. However, this wasn't as clean as the media would like to make you to believe, as in 1997, Chris started an affair with female wrestler Nancy Sullivan. Oh, man. Nancy was the wife of Kevin Sullivan, a fellow high-profile wrestler and one of Chris's peers. It's no secret that wrestling is all part of a show, with a high level of theatrics well, and just so you guys know, This involved. is WCW days, I think, if On I'm not screen. mistaken, right, with this chick? Yeah, yes. this is WCW days. Yes. You can see he has the four horsemen shirt on. Uh this who's in that group? Him, Eddie uh him, Eddie Guerrero. Um Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko and Um Chris Jericho, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. No, nah, not Chris Jericho, someone else. I forgot the fourth one. It was another good technical wrestler though. Can you Google it? Or yeah. someone in the chat's gonna put it. The four horsemen. I don't think it was Chris Jericho though. Is it Anderson? Who? Arn Anderson? Yeah. I'm Anderson, I'm right here. Interesting. Okay. Ric Flair? No, oh, no, no. Was it Ric Flair? Ric Flair. Yeah, there you go. Perry Rick Saturn? Perry Saturn. Saturn. Okay. Okay. Perry Saturn, I think, came in later, though. Much later. Yeah. And then he... Yeah, in WCW, Perry Saturn was a star, but when he went to WWE, like, they didn't give a shit about him, bro. He was like a weirdo over there. It was actually a punishment. Oh, um, uh, why? Um, I've, I've, they didn't. They didn't specify exactly, but um, he basically didn't follow an order. He didn't follow one of Vince's orders, so um, they made for him a his joke. Puni- yeah, they, yeah. So that was Vince's punishment towards Perry Saturn. To, that's where the mop gimmick came from. Oh yes, yes, yes. He would like make love to a mop. It, I remember it, that. It's just, but his thing is, he just he was so good that he blew it out the park. Mm. Fair enough. All right, let's uh, go back to the. Uh... Yep. The love triangle between Chris, Nancy, and Kevin was initially staged, but eventually Kevin realized that the situation was becoming all too real behind Pause. the scenes. You know what this reminds me of? Mm. Edge, Lita, and Matt Hardy. Yeah. Yep. This this literally happened 
it happens again like 20 years later with, with those three. Because they also did the whole um, Lita angle with Edge, and it was supposed to be a gimmick, and then they ended up being real. So, anyway, Lita's a whore. Let's keep going. <laughs> a situation that would one day lead to heartbreak. The affair led to Nancy divorcing Kevin before embarking on an official relationship with Chris. The rather complicated situation led Nancy to hang up a wrestling kit for good. And instead, she would take a back seat, changing her career path to book and manage plans for her new partner. Chris and Nancy's relationship would jump from strength to strength, and in the year 2000, they would eventually marry, before welcoming their first and only son into the world, Daniel Benoit. Happiness would follow the family for some time. However, in the year 2003, Nancy filed for a divorce. Unfortunately, for similar reasons to Chris's first wife, Martina. Chris worked hard to keep his marriage above water, and upon intervention from their families, he genuinely seemed to realise the consequences of his behaviour. As a result, Nancy eventually gave him another chance. It's no secret that the abuse of Pause. testosterone and steroids like are right- um, Yo, Mo, does the Canadian uh, wrestling world still acknowledge Chris Benoit? I don't- the, the every promotion, every promotion cancels Chris Benoit's name. Not just WWE. Okay. Almost every promotion. Right. I thought maybe he'd get a, a little bit more of a benefit in the Canadian world. Because just so you guys know, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, um, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, etc. They're Canadian. So they get a little bit more of a edge. Uh, these guys all get a, differ a different uh, reception in Canada. Like it, it, Put it this way. Canadian fans are so loyal. If you're a heel and you're like from Toronto and they go do a show in Toronto, you're going to get cheered. Even someone as annoying as like uh, Christian, who used to be a Christian, uh, Edge and Christian, he would get cheered in Canada. You to know this day. I mean? To this day, even though he sucks. But yeah. Uh, let's keep going. You think you've been several fitness communities. <laughs> From Olympic team controversy all the way down to your local gym, people often abuse it. This was no different in the wrestling community. People who often want to be big, mean, and menacing often achieve their goals through artificial means. One of the most well known and well documented side effects of steroid use is roid rage, and potentially this could be linked to Chris's anger management problems with both of his wives. Wrestlers also face a range of other health problems too. They put their bodies through constant physical trauma and they endure more hits than any human should on a frequent basis. Touching upon the more critical areas, this includes strikes to the abdomen, the face, and more specifically, the head. This continued abuse of their bodies can often have serious health complications, especially when it comes to critical areas such as a wrestler's head. But Chris wasn't afraid to use his own body as a battering ram. See, although Chris would endure these blows on a very regular basis, he would never seek medical attention after his fights, and instead he took the brunt of his pain alone. This was arguably a foolish move on his behalf, and in hindsight it's now speculated if Chris maybe had frequent if not continuous concussions as a result of these moves. This combination of drug usage and physical damage to the human body are just two of several reasons why being a wrestler has a lower than average life expectancy when compared to other occupations. And tragically, Chris was no stranger in seeing these consequences firsthand. Throughout Chris's career, he became close to many of his peers. He was known to be friendly, jovial, and a good sportsman. This led to him befriending fellow wrestler Eddie Guerrero while he was staying in Japan. Eddie and Chris were extremely close friends, but sadly, uh, in November of 2005... Um, guys, just so you guys know, Eddie Guerrero is probably one of the most uh, respected wrestlers in WWE history. Um, the thing, though, it's kind of weird because when I grew up watching wrestling... Eddie was always a mid-card guy. He was always like, you know, in that European champion slash 
intercontinental champion and level, right? Huh? And cruiserweight. Yeah, he was always like he was never like, you know, grappling with the top guys, right? He wasn't with the Triple H's and the Stone Colds and all this other stuff. Um, rarely, if ever. Um, he was having feuds at the intercontinental level or, or the European level, a European champion at the most. So um, when they and that does do they still have the European championship? No, they got rid of it, right? Yeah. Damn, dude, I'm showing my age right now. It's okay. Because um, used to be lightweight champion, European champion. There was um, intercontinental, you the, the WWF champion. There was cruiserweight at a small point in time, light heavyweight. Um, but cruiserweight was kind of like the kind of known one. They kind of tried to bring it back a little bit. Yeah, actually liked it, but uh, that that also died early. And then um, the women's champion, LOL. <laughs> Like Misogyny. Uh, <laughs> which I never used to watch any of those. Whenever the female Misogyny. matches come on, I just, just switch over to fucking WCW. That's how much I didn't like it. Um, at a point in time, they actually called it the bathroom break. They called it the bathroom break. Yeah, ah. uh, I think it it was for a long time up until between the PG era and up until 2013, it was called the bathroom break. Yo, that's funny. <laughs> they used to also call um. Well, you know, what's kept people around was the bra and panty matches. Yeah. I remember that's people used to watch those. <laughs> oh, my God. Wrestling was crazy back in the day, bro. They would never get away with half the stuff Hell, that they used to do back in, no. in the 90s and 2000s. Hell no. Like putting chicks through tables and g giving women stone cold stunners and rock bottoms. Like, hell no. Nah. Hell no. Um, what, what was I? Uh, there was, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Eddie Guerrero is very well respected. Um, even though he was a mid-card wrestler for most of his career in the WWE, which a lot of people don't want to admit that, but he was definitely a mid-wrestler. Um, he was good. Like, he was a good wrestler, like, very good technician and stuff like that. He just didn't get he didn't get pushed until the mid-2000s. Um, there's, there's a lot of arguments, which I don't argue against, that he's one of, like, the top technical wrestlers in history. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't, I, I they don't should have pushed him sooner, in my opinion. I don't, I don't argue against it. Um, a lot of people in the community actually feel the exact same way. They that them even they, he only had like the one lychee and steel. He only gimmick, had, they did that for too long. He only had one main event world championship stint, but I don't think it was enough either. A lot yeah. of people in the community didn't think it was enough. Um, they said it was a long overdue championship. Yeah, I, 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 I think th another reason too why Vince didn't want to push him is because he was small. He was a small guy. He hated small guys. He was like five six. And Vince is really big on like having tall, really muscular powerhouses, big, 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 uh, big guys to be the champion. So that was another thing that Eddie Guerrero had against him was that he was he was always small. Vince is still so, like that today. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vince uh, hates fat guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we discussed before, um, he was he was big on hey lose the weight or you're fired. Yep. Actually, and I did forget to mention there was another. He's, you don't know his name, but his name is Gunther. Um, he was another one of those. Hey, lose the weight or you're fired. He actually lost the weight. Looks really good. I think he lost maybe over a hundred pounds, and now he has this intercontinental championship run, and he's being pushed to the moon. Oh, really? As a as okay. it's kind of like a reward for losing a ton of weight. Nice, good, so. good. Yeah, because a lot of wrestlers get fat. You know what I mean, and do a bunch of BS. You know. I mean, are there some wrestlers that are fat that Vince still likes? I'm trying to think who. Very few. I can't even think of any. There was a e the Big Show, but he gave the Big Show hell too. He told him to lose weight. Yeah. So. Yeah, they they, they the Big Show they would pick on him a lot actually. Yeah. Triple H is one of his biggest critics. Yeah. So, all right, uh, let's go ahead and um, continue. Yep. 
Eddie suddenly passed away at the age of 38. He was found in a hotel room with his toothbrush in hand. The man had suddenly succumbed to heart failure. This man was instrumental to Chris. In fact, his death hit Chris harder than anything else in his life, as blatantly seen in his televised memoriam. I, I know, I know that, that you, you're in a better place, and I know that you're looking down on me right now. Now we know that I love you. It's clear to see that Chris was deeply Plus, affected by his friend's death. Um, just so you guys know, um, when you're a wrestler, uh, like these guys were, you're on the road 300 days a year. You only see each other. You see each other more than you see each, the uh, families, your family. Um, him and Eddie Guerrero were in WCW together, and then they came over to WWE together. So um, I know some of you guys might be like, why is he crying? What the hell? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, that was actually one of one of his best. I think his best friend. Yeah, in in, in, in like Very close. in life. So uh, they went everywhere together, and for you, and they were together for like what ten plus years. Yeah, they left WCW to, together to go to WWE. So um, yeah, man, uh, obviously losing your best friend like that, someone that you see three hundred days of the year, and another thing too for a lot of you guys, right? Because some people made some comments like, "Oh, Myron, you uh, you know, you're gay. We saw you." Uh, with with your white friend Eric, and he kissed you, or you were on a bed with him, blah blah blah. And it's like that's how I could tell a lot of people didn't play sports or weren't in the military or did anything like uh, with other men where there's like a unified front or a goal. Um, anyone that's an athlete, anyone that is in a, a former military, anyone that was any type of situation where uh, you're grinding it out with other guys in some kind of competitive atmosphere, that's just how it is. Okay. Um, that photo that everyone like tr likes to use and say, my, you're gay. like I was on a training trip and <clears throat> we used to wake up at five in the morning. I'll never forget. This is like 2012, 2013 ish. Uh, we're actually down here in Florida, Cocoa beach. And I was, uh, asleep and they came and they jumped in the room and like woke me up and stuff like that. And that's when that picture was taken. But obviously people are going to say, you sleep in bed with other men, blah, blah, blah. All right, whatever. Um, but you guys don't understand like how close you'll get with um with guys that you suffer with okay that's how you build real bonds that's how you b build uh that that uh brotherly love is through unified struggle towards a common goal and um and yeah i mean anytime someone says some shit like that i'm like yeah that's how i know that you aren't an athlete or you never did anything uh with other uh competitive guys like that's just how i could tell um but yeah that's raw emotion what you guys are seeing there because his best friend just died they spent the better part of damn near, at that point, what, a 10, decade. 15 years? Over a decade, at least over, minimum over a decade. Well, they knew each other since the 80s, actually. Yeah. And this happened, yeah, 20 years. Because <laughs> Eddie died in 05, right? Yes. So, yeah, like damn near 20 years, guys. And, and also, so, Eddie was one of the most loved in the locker room. So, yeah. you know, he never had an issue Good with reputation. Anyone. Yeah, he had a great reputation in the yeah. locker room. Really good reputation. So, I mean, it uh, hurt, his death hurt everybody. Triple H cried. To this day. I never seen Triple H cry before. Triple H cried when he uh, saw uh, well, after Eddie's death during the tribute. So another one was um, Batista. Oh yeah. So yeah. So like you know, I get the haters talking shit or whatever. That's how, like I said before, like losers like Tariq Nasheed who have never played a sport in their life who are fat slobs with like triple chin and shit. Like all right, bro, whatever you want to say, you're a fucking loser. No one respects you. So who gives a fuck? You've been on YouTube for the better part of a decade and p still no one knows or gives a fuck who the fuck you are. You know, you just sit there and victim blame and blame Caucasians on all your fucking problems. Like, that's literally making money off of making people feel like victims. You're a loser. So, whatever. 
Uh, but let's keep uh, going. You know, I, I'll take being a Division I, One athlete and fucking building the discipline that I built over being a fat loser, failure YouTuber, stealing money from people to build a shitty-ass museum any day. Uh, let's keep going. And following this loss, those around him agreed that Chris was never the same afterwards, falling into a deep depression that would follow him through until 2007. On June the 19th, 2007, Chris faced off against Deliah Burke, and Chris would go on to win the match. However, he seemed a lot less charismatic and much more out of character. A strange coincidence, as little did everyone know, that this match would be the last That's time that Chris would there, ever perform again. Less than one week later, on the weekend of the 23rd of June, the wrestler was due to make appearances at other events. However, he would cancel his Friday appearance, claiming that his son Daniel and his wife Nancy were severely ill with food poisoning, and he was busy taking them to the hospital. He insisted to his agent that he would board a flight the next day for his appearance at the ECW Heavyweight Championships. And pause it. He was scheduled. It was David Benoit as the surviving son. Okay. David Benoit. And yo, guys, uh, we got 1.6k y'all watching on uh, YouTube and then another 1.2 on Rumble. So do me a favor, guys, and like the video on YouTube. And if you guys don't mind, open up another tab, like that video on YouTube. Let's get the engagement. Let's get to 1.6k likes if you guys don't mind. Um, they took my last video down that we did on YouTube because they said copyright. So, you know, support the mission, man. Like the video, guys. And obviously follow the channel on Rumble as well. And uh, let's keep going. Oh, this is... ...to work with a man Guerrero, named Chavo yeah. Guerrero, Chavo. the nephew of his now-dead close friend, Eddie Guerrero. However, as Saturday rolled around, Chavo received a very strange voicemail from Chris. He therefore decided to call him back. That was strange. So I called him right back. And I go, hey man, are you, are you alright? I'm fine, man. Like I said, I just had a, a real hard weekend, you know, and, and, and just, you know, I had to go to take him, you know, Daniel and Nancy to the hospital. And I'm like, oh, okay, man. Well, I'm here. Okay, okay, man. Okay, cool, cool. So then hung up, and that was the last I actually talked to him. The two had a rather sporadic conversation, which mostly consisted of multiple phone calls and voicemails. Chavo eventually concluded that Chris would arrive at Houston Airport on Sunday at around 8am, where Chavo would then pick him up for their public event. One thing Chavo did find strange was the way in which Chris ended the call. He put great emphasis in saying, Hey Chavo, I love you. Now, Chris and his fellow wrestlers would often say this to each other, but the way in which he said it this time was different. It was nothing to his usual tone. But with their schedule now supposedly confirmed, Chavo tucked himself in for the night, ready to pick up Chris from the airport at 8am. However, at 3.53am that very same morning, Chavo was abruptly woken up to a very energetic mobile phone. The alert was a text message from Chris which read, the dogs are in the enclosed pool area. Garage side door is open. Just 30 seconds later, he received the very same text message, but this time from Nancy's phone. The dogs are in the enclosed pool area. Garage side door is open. This was followed by a new text message from Chris saying, my physical address is 130 Green Meadow Lane, Fayetteville, Georgia, 30215. Chavo was obviously perplexed by these messages. They were very strange. But it was 4am in the morning, and he was going to see Chris in a few hours anyway. And so, something he would later regret, Chavo went back to sleep, expecting to see his friend Chris in the morning. Very little did Chavo know, that he wasn't the only person to receive these cryptic messages. They were also sent to four other colleagues and co-workers, all saying the same thing or similar. 
And so, as dawn slowly eroded the night's darkness away, the morning sun rose along with Chavo Guerrero, who was now waiting for Chris at Houston Airport. By 8.28am, Chris's flight had supposedly arrived. However, as time crept by, he was nowhere to be seen. Minutes turned into an hour, then two hours, then three. Pause. Surely Chris <clears throat> wasn't being held up for this. WWE has strict, like, no-show policies now, right, Mo? Very. Uh, what, what are the policies nowadays? Uh, back then, they were a bit more lax. But Heavy, at least heavy fines? Mm -hmm. Or, well, depending on how you are. If, you know, if you're not Shawn Michaels, it's either heavy. Yeah, in the 90s. <laughs> Shawn Michaels it, in the 90s. It's, it's either, even to this day, you know, it's either a heavy fine or straight fired. Damn. I know, um, I was watching one show, uh, and they said something about, um, they were saying, that, they were saying, uh, that like for Raw, oh yeah, I was watching Maven, Maven has a YouTube channel, and, um, basically for Raw, as you guys know, back in the day, I don't know if Raw still is, on Monday night at 9pm? Yes. Still is? Eight. Eight now? Because it's three hours now. Okay, it used to be two hours, it used to be from 9 to 11pm, back in the day. They had to be there at 1pm. They had to be there eight hours early. Yeah, it's still it's it's still like that to this day. Okay. So. Okay, and like unless you're a top tier guy, you better show up at one o'clock. And there's and there's times even a lot of the top tier guys is still like no tolerance. Yeah, yeah they they uh they, yeah they find people. I mean, uh, Batista cut himself one time in a match during the PG era. They find him a hundred thousand dollars. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. So the rules are serious, man. Now now I mean th this type of stuff like not showing up for a pay per view. Uh yeah, that's a problem. You know oh my, what I mean? Oh my god! Nowadays, I, I'm probably Chris I'm, was a top wrestler at the time. This one, I'm he was a top guy. I, I'm probably not even, especially if it's like a a WrestleMania or Saudi event. Um, the fine might be heavier or instant fired, because a lot of the times when when they're doing Saudi events, the promoters of the Saudi event specifically demand certain wrestlers. Uh, so okay. it's like you better have this one time they asked for Yokozuna when he was already dead and Vince didn't know what to do so they actually had a, a look alike what? yeah <laughs> and <laughs> maybe the Saudi uh, promoters or the prince was like I don't care bring Yokozuna like he didn't know he was dead what the hell yeah, and was Yokozuna one of the Japanese wrestlers with a mask or? he was technically Samoan but you know he had that like High Japanese flyer? no huge the fat oh. the the you know the the he, he was okay huge. never mind then I'm thinking of yeah. someone else you're probably thinking Bam Bam Bigelow no fat High Flyer I'm thinking of Sin Cara Sin Cara no no I'm saying Sin Cara is one of those guys that like it's a different dude right it's not always yeah but it's not it's not even that but I'm saying Yokozuna was dead long time ago a long okay. time ago. So they just brought a lookalike. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, how did the fans react to that? I don't think they knew. Well, at least the 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 top head promoters didn't know. I I'm sure like a lot of the the fans knew, you know. Yeah. But the top promoters, I don't know if they even knew. That's so weird. Either they knew or they were like, make it happen anyway. I don't care. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, wrestling is big in the in the Arab world. Yeah. It's huge. So I'm not surprised. Uh, Habibi. Yeah, they love it. They really do love it. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and keep going. This long. Chavo came to the conclusion that this was a no-show. Chris had already missed both his Friday and Saturday appearances, so this was just another one. As WWE was alerted to Chris's disappearance, they reached out to understand what was going on. They called his home phone and then his cell phone, but there was no answer. 
and after checking all local hospitals, still nothing. They therefore decided to leave a voicemail instead. Hey Chris, it's Anne from the office, just trying to get in touch with you. It is Sunday evening, um, I think about 7 o'clock, so we're hoping everything is okay, so if you can call me on my cell phone. By 11pm, the team had no idea as to where Chris was. And sadly, none of them were made aware of his strange text messages until noon the next day. Those who had received Chris's text messages had been discreetly quiet, thinking that they were doing him a favour by covering for him. But unfortunately, they had no idea as to what was actually going on. Immediately after being notified of these messages, Chris's agent contacted Fayetteville Police, where a welfare check was then requested. Hi, uh, I just spoke to one of the other officers there. My name is Dennis Fagan. I'm a retired detective in New York City. I run the security for World Wrestling, and one of our wrestlers that lives down there is missing. And he told me to just to say we need a welfare check done. Yesterday, he was supposed to show up at a pay-per-view and never got on the plane, never showed up. They tried to reach his wife, Nancy. She doesn't answer. They tried to call his house. It's, it's, it's out of character for him. So at 3 o'clock this morning, there was a message left for one of the other wrestlers, and basically it says... Uh, uh, the dogs are in the backyard, the back door is open, goodbye, and that was it. Lieutenant Larry Alden was the first officer on the scene. Larry already knew of Chris, seeing him at the gym a couple times per week. Let's but pull up nothing that address that. on Google Maps if we can. Making his way to the Benoit family property, he spoke to the neighbor, Holly. What was the address again? She made the offer to secure the uh, already I'll, knew I'll of Chris, seeing him at the Keep gym going. a couple times per week, but it. nothing more than that. Making his way to the Benoit family property, he spoke to the neighbor, Holly. She made the offer to secure the family dogs, as she would often look after them while the family were away. Larry agreed. Letting herself in with a key trusted from the family, she stepped in to secure the two German Shepherds while Larry waited outside. However, just several minutes later, Holly sprinted out from the house, screaming frantically. While inside, she had found Chris's son, Daniel, and he was dead. Police stormed the property, and upon inspection, they would also find the bodies of Nancy and Chris. Nancy was found in the upstairs bedroom, her hands and feet bound. Her body had been wrapped in a towel, with a Bible placed next to her. The cause of her death was ruled as strangulation. Daniel was found in his own bedroom, and unlike his mother, he had not been bound, nor did he have any external injuries. This suggesting that he was suffocated rather than strangled. A Bible had also been placed near his body. And downstairs, in his own home gym, was the body of Chris Benoit. He was found hanging from the top of his lateral pull-down machine. The WWE was notified of the discovery, and the house quarantined as a crime scene. However, upon further investigation, they found no external interference to the household. There was no forced entry. Upon close examination of the bodies, it became evident that all three of them had died at different times. Authorities concluded that Nancy had died first on Friday the 22nd of June. Toxicology reports found alcohol in her body, and it appeared that she had struggled against her assailant. <clears throat> Daniel was likely murdered the next day on Saturday. He had been sedated with Xanax, and it's likely he was unconscious at the time of his death. And finally, it appeared as if Chris had taken his own life the following day on Sunday. He had killed his wife, and then his son, before turning on himself. Friends, family, and the wrestling community as a whole were mortified and devastated by the news. And before learning of these tragic circumstances, WWE prematurely aired Boss. a three-hour tribute to Chris Benoit. Yeah, I remember this Raw. I watched it live when they um, did this tribute to him. Matter of fact, I think Vince was like in an empty stadium. 
And uh, he talked about, because they thought he had gotten, like, killed. Like, he thought, like, they got murdered or attacked or something like that. I think they thought overdose. Or overdose, something like That's, that. Because that was a common thing. That's what happened also with Eddie. It was either over, it was, um, pain pills was huge. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. huge, and yeah, yeah. When you're when you're traveling 300 days, you know, a year, barely any time off, you're getting slant, you know. And here's the thing: people think they just do SmackDown and Raw. No, they do house shows, they do other shows that aren't necessarily televised. So they're taking a beating, man. You know, like a a big beating. So and then you travel on top of that; it's it's tough. Um, but yeah, they did a three hour tribute, and then they quickly took that shit down, man. They got. I don't even think. Can you find that three-hour tribute anywhere on the internet? You can find it on the internet. You gotta go search it though. Yeah, it's it's not. Remember, there's a lot of people. Um, you know. I'll show a part of it, but YouTube will. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, you WWE will hit WWE, us with the copyright they, so fast. They do still own that, so yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I just noticed they still own the rights, regardless. Hundred percent. Yeah, they'll copyright it even faster, probably because it's Chris Benoit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah. Uh, let's go back to it. Did we find the address? Yeah, I found it. Okay, what is it? It's 130 uh, Green Meadow. 130? 130. Oh, Green okay. Green Meadow, it's in Georgia. Uh, Fayette. Fayetteville, yeah. Fayetteville. 130 Green Meadow. Green Meadow Lane, Fayetteville. Lane, yeah. yeah. Yep. While you pull that up, uh, Bills, we can go back to the doc. Oh, you already got it up? Oh, you're fast. And guys, also, uh, we only got 795 likes, but there is 1.7K y'all watching. It is, it is still easy to find. Uh, it, um, the, the tribute is still easy to find. Oh, uh, it is? You found yeah. it? Yeah. Like it's, the full three hours? Not three hours. But I'm talking about the full three hours episode of Raw. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, That's nah, what I'm talking nah, about. Nah, 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 I'm nah. talking about the full episode. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, guys, let's get up to... You know what? I think... Bombass Tariq Lashid is live right now. He only got 300 live viewers. Let's make sure that we get like quadruple. Let's get four times as many uh, likes on this video that he has viewers, man. That fucking bum. So, yeah, guys, like the video. Like the video. Like it's a flex on fucking bum haters like that. Uh, I don't think you can go inside, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the gate that they were talking about. Inside the property. And the deputies were there for a while, too. It's a huge house. I do, what I don't know is why um, in the crime scene photos, uh, because there are some crime scene photos, but it's not, there are no bodies or anything, guys. It's just, like, people taking photos of inside the house. Um... There is a room that is like decorated for like a girl, like a little girl. I don't know why. He mm. had a he had a daughter. Like a no, daughter. I don't think he had a daughter. Maybe the other girl did. Maybe his uh, wife had a daughter from another marriage, mm. or another relationship. Excuse me. Huh. All right, let's keep, uh, let's go back to the doc. Like the video, guys. Celebrating the man and his accomplishments, but the very next day, after learning of his actions, they backtracked on this decision. With despair over the loss of a wrestling champion, anger and disgust danced simultaneously over the knowledge of his actions against his own wife and son. Confusion ripped throughout the international community, and many were left unable to comprehend Chris's actions. 
As expected, opinions over the matter spread like wildfire. And the main question left in the middle of all of this was why? Why did Chris claim the lives of his own wife and son? The question, as a whole, is extremely difficult to answer. To this and day, putting it no short, answer. Chris is no longer around to share his thoughts or reasoning. As with any celebrity death, conspiracy theories started to crop up. One being the work of an old rival, one being a government setup, and the other being a home invasion. In short, there were many people who couldn't believe that Chris, someone they admired, was capable of doing such despicable things. And while conspiracy theories won't be entertained, there are a few key factors worth mentioning. Chris was a regular steroid user, which is a very common problem within the wrestling industry. But his actions were not consequential of steroids. His actions were methodical and committed over multiple days, not symptomatic of roid rage. Toxicology reports also concluded that the only testosterone found in his body were at therapeutic levels, not enough for adverse side effects. Which leaves us with one other theory, one which has become much more prominent since the time of Chris's death. And of course, I'm talking about his psychological condition. Chris was well known to take an absolute beating in the ring. He would often slam his head down onto people from the top rope, That's crazy. and was regarded as one of the only wrestlers <clears throat> who could take a metal chair to the back of the head. This repetitive physical trauma to Chris's head had indeed caused physical and psychological damage. Pause it for me. Um, Brain scans, which have... Go ahead, tell me. No, it's just that uh, Chad just be saying that Chris Bernard did have a daughter. Um, and the, the house is estimated to be worth $1.5 to $3.5 million. This house, the father uh, Yeah, it's a big house. Yeah, but he also had another house um, for 400000 I wonder how much Chris was earning at that point. I mean, he was one of the top WWE stars, so he was yeah. probably earning a couple million a year. Let's see here. He was generating a ton of money yeah. for WWE, so. So at the time of his death? Yeah, how much he was earning? Let's see here. Per year. Well, um, while she looks that up, I wanna also want to know yeah, that. You know, see the dive, how they was mentioning diving headbutt and yeah, uh, the chair shots. Yeah, the steel cage. Yeah. Um, that's one of the biggest reasons why um, chair shots to the head is one of the most banned moves, moves not just in WWE, especially WWE, but it's banned in a lot of wrestling promotions. On, unless, I know other wrestling promotions that doesn't... They that don't do does, chair shots no more? Though Even the ones that necessarily don't ban it, they strongly discourage people from doing it unless it's from like a top 10 year experience or someone who is experienced known to have experience in like the indie circuit you know unless you're there but you know even in the wrestling community when they see a chair shot it's extremely cringe now damn and that's even chairs yeah. used to be what it was was like back in the day bro yeah but wwe <clears throat> but wwe is like that's a banned maneuver Wow, when so, did that happen? They really are PG now. It, it is because Chris Benoit. That's oh. that's what makes that's that's why this story is huge, because now, um, and I don't think diving headbutts are banned, but also strongly discouraged. Uh, Chris Benoit un, did used to un, take unless, a lot of chair hits. Un, unless it's unless it is someone like who's known to be an extremely technical. 10-year veteran wrestler like I know you hate to, to hear it Daniel Bryan mm -hmm. but even now even he's like because of he he had this um concussion injury where he had to re early retire now they're already like not even you can should be able to do it like because of um he had because of his, he had to get like I think it was at least over 10 different doctor okays to re 
not well, to unretire. Really? To like come back to wrestling. Wow. WWE would not allow Daniel Bryan to come back to wrestling unless like the enough doctors gave okay. him a green light. Did did he get like a bunch of chair shots? It was the diving headbutts. Oh, damn. Okay. Wow. Um, Times have changed, man. WWE is soft but, now. But they, were, but they were scared of Daniel Bryan because of the CTE, thanks to... But he was back... But it brought, it brought aw- it, it, Chris Benoit brought awareness to it, it. Yes. Is basically what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, back in the two, mid-2000s, they didn't give it... CTE, yeah. what's that? Oh, yeah, what is exactly. this? Um, but, th- but that's why also <laughs> NFL was big. NFL took that serious, too. Yeah. And, yeah. It, you know, it's thanks to Chris Benoit. Yes, I'm Angie. We talked about CCTA with Aaron Hernandez in the last uh, two Yes, days. Aaron Hernandez, game. yeah. Yeah, he was the biggest, the worst case of CTA ever seen. Um, yeah, his net worth is 500000 His net worth when he passed was. away? Yes. There's no way that's right. 500000 That's no way it's, that's correct. Why? He was making way more money than that back then. Seven years. He was probably generating. He was probably generating WWE at, like millions. But. Yeah, but there's no way. But he got paid more than that, bro. He was making no less than two million a year at least in '05. He was probably their, their. He was. He was one of their top guys. Yeah. When he passed away, he was literally one of their top guys. He was. He was in the top five. All right, let's keep going. Because Austin was so already the, gone, and The Rock was in the movie theaters. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Let's keep going. Condition of Chris's brain Look at shows Chris's that brain, he had severe guys. chronic traumatic encephalopathy, also known as CTE, which in short is a progressive and fatal brain disease associated with repeated traumatic brain injuries, including concussions and repeated blows to the head. Pause. In fact, Chris's oh, brain um, was in some. 1.1, right. 1, sorry. 1.1 1. 1 million? 1.1 1. 1 million. That makes a little bit more yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, take us off there real quick. No, show the full screen with the. Uh, well, yeah, take us off and. Uh, the chat off just so I could show the people um, what a healthy brain looks like versus CTE. So you can see here the healthy brain tissue from the study shows no signs of CTE. And then on the right hand side, you got red stains showing up normal protein. Certain brain areas appear shrunken. So this significantly affects your ability to think straight, make decisions, etc. Oh my God. Uh, you're way more impulsive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we talked about this with Aaron Hernandez as well. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, keep going. Such poor condition that the neurosurgeon who studied his brain concluded that the damage caused to his brain was reminiscent of an 85-year-old patient with Alzheimer's. If you go back a little bit and show again the brains, if you can see, and the the brain that is like uh, damaged on the right is as he's shrunken, he cannot breathe that well because all the like the I don't know how to call it, but the blood um, channels circulation. How do you guys call it? Blood circulation. Yeah, I guess. the uh, the brain can, can like like to like the flow yeah like the blood flow yeah it doesn't have like a, like a very good if you show the other one um like the blood flow is not circulating well is what she yeah, means yeah okay. because as you can see here you can see the little dots in the brain this little like red dots it doesn't have it in these in this trunk of ah, so ah, and okay. the lack of oxygen in the blood that makes the like the most bra- uh, brain damage okay. I see what you mean. There's there's no good blood know, flow circulation yeah. is what yeah. she's trying to yeah. say. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm trying to find like a right, the right world I got word you. for that, but you can. Okay. Yeah. All Thanks. Right. Uh, <laughs> hit play. Cushions and repeated blows to the head. 
In fact, Chris's brain was in such poor condition that the neurosurgeon who studied his brain concluded that the damage caused to his brain was reminiscent of an 85-year-old patient with Alzheimer's. Wow. It's worth mentioning <laughs> that as modern science advances, more and more data suggests that traumatic brain injuries lead to a myriad of problems. This includes cognitive problems such as reasoning and judgment, executive functions such as poor decision-making, behavioural changes including difficulty with self-control and risky behaviour, and emotional changes such as depression, anxiety, mood swings, anger, and even lack of empathy. Many of these changes, when enabled in the right format, could lead to atrocities such as murder. Chris's brain was compared to that of four retired NFL players, all of which had also suffered from repeated head trauma. And, not so coincidentally, all four ended up sinking into depression, violence, and self-harm. Whether or not Chris's actions were a result of a medical condition, depression, rage, or otherwise, we will never fully know. However, all of the evidence available suggests that this man ultimately lost the fight with his own mind. The only thing that is certain in this story is the tragedy behind two innocent people who lost their lives that weekend. In a case such as this, it's easy to focus our story on the perpetrator who just so happens to also be a celebrity. But just as important, if not more important, were the lives of Nancy and Daniel Benoit. A loving and supporting mother who gave her career for her husband, and a young seven-year-old boy at the very beginning of his life, were murdered by the one man they depended on the most. In a dark, terrifying and confusing world, Chris Benoit should have protected Nancy and Daniel from danger. And from a psychological perspective, who knows how much of Chris actually stood in front of them on the weekend their lives were snuffed out. Damn. And that just about wraps up today's case. Thank uh, let's hit some of these chats. I mean, yeah, very sad, man. Um, and you guys are starting to see a trend here with these CTE cases that yeah. it always ends up in tragic death, you know? Yeah. Um, between so, Aaron Hernandez killing people randomly to uh, Chris Benoit murdering his own family. Um, and hanging themselves in the end. And then hanging Both. himself at the end. So yeah, some semblance mm -hmm. that what he did was wrong. Um, I was, and it I was, was premeditated. Trying to say, uh, blood vessels. That's the word. It was blood vessels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Blood vessels. But and, you know, it sucks because I really like Chris Benoit growing up as a kid watching him. I thought he was one of the best wrestlers. I really enjoyed his run, uh, tag team run with Chris Jericho. Um, I thought he was a very good technical wrestler. Um, anytime he locked in a cripple cross face, I got super hype. And yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed watching him and one of the best performers. Um, and he definitely put his body on the line. And for uh, when the when that news came out, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's he's in my top. He's in my top. He's in my top twenty favorite wrestlers. Maybe even top fifteen. Fair. Maybe, eh, maybe top ten. Maybe at the end. Maybe like a nine or a tenish. But oh. I like Chris Benoit. I you know it just sucks that like he's canceled one hundred percent. What are you gonna um, say, Mo? Um, he's also when it comes to CTE, that's one of the biggest things where. NFL impl now implemented, you know, during the training camps and practices where uh, they, they have to checked. put extra outside padding on their helmet. And they have to get checked every now and then, right? Yeah, for the concussions. Mm -hmm. Now when a player gets concussion, it, takes, it gets taken extra serious. Mm. Yeah. There's extra protocols for concussions. Yeah. I, I really think it's really important for them to get checked every now and then, like the, get like a resonance or something in the, in the head. Um, a lot of people compare this case with Chris Watts. I don't think it's comparable because Chris, Chris was, Watts, um, he didn't have CTE though. No, he didn't have CTE. He was just a psycho. Yeah. Uh, that's the difference. He was like really a psycho. Like this Oil guy field was a, worker. A we covered him, guys, if you guys want to see. Yeah. Go watch his, this case too, like Chris Watts. Um, these guys were just had brain damage, basically. Aaron Hernandez and Chris Benoit. 
we'll probably cover some others yeah CT later on i don't know but yeah uh guys i see that we got 999 likes uh could we get the likes up to 1.7 so that we can hit 100 percent engagement um let's hit some of these chats and then we'll close out man yeah very sad story man uh nah bro that's fruity only white people do the fruity bonding shit that's how i could more than likely bro you know what you're probably a neckbeard fat bastard and you probably never played sports in your life goku is the goat probably i'm willing to bet that you're a fat neck beard. <laughs> Whatever, man. It, like, bro, it, it's amazing. Like, I wish some of y'all like would put a picture of yourselves that, that like are critics, because some of y'all are some fucking fat losers talking shit and with zero life accomplishments, trying to talk shit. It's it's incredible to me. But let's keep going. And es como uh, marica. What? Oh, like a yeah. Fa- yeah. yeah. Part of the reason person. guys like Benoit Guerrero couldn't get a push is partly because of backstage politics from the clique. Kevin. Nash referred to them as vanilla midgets. They got buried by the clicks. That's very That's early. SJP. That, that was like very early WCW. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Hypnotic goes, the main event of WrestleMania 20 will always be one of the greatest. When Benoit and Eddie Guerrero hugged after the match, it was truly emotional. Yeah, but that you can't find that shit nowhere now, right? Not even allowed to find it. Yep. Can't find it. Well, WWE ain't going to let Un- you find unless, it. Yeah, unless it's like a super demonetized channel. Yep. Uh, I do the same with the jokes, but now this... Uh, crystal generation can handle the joke, cry baby. Uh, probably talking about like the the t- the teammate thing. Uh, okay, I love to see you and Angie do a live react to Alex Jones documentary Endgame and keep it in mind. Keep and keep in mind it was made in two thousand seven. Uh, okay, I don't think we can do it on YouTube though. It would have to be on Alex Rumble one hundred percent. Some wild stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it'd have to be one hundred percent on Rumble. Uh, uh, fun, fun fact. I, I don't wanna, think he talks about that stuff. I kind of want to oh, say no, this. The, the I didn't pl- know who Alex Jones no. was until we went to Tim Cast uh, studio because they have a jar with like a <laughs> title and it says when Alex Jones is trying, he has a few uh, dollars in it. <laughs> I didn't know who Alex Jones was. Oh, yeah, as for his, because uh, he, he owes like a billion dollars because yeah. he lost the lawsuit in the Sandy Hook case. Um, what else? Let's keep going here. Jonathan, can y'all cover the Jennifer Pan case? It's about a girl who hired hitmen to kill both of her parents. Uh, I did. I'm familiar with. If I'm oh yeah, that's this, Canadian. That's Asian. No, she's Asian. But it's a, it happened in Canada. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it happened in Canada. That's what I'm mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. All right, we who's up next? That's the GCS uh, case. I think it was. I think it is too. I'm gonna say Mark Henry said the click poop in the rocks food. Ah, uh, uh, is that true, Mo? Yes, I know that story. Who's the click? Um, Kevin Nash, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, um, Razor Ramon. Ah, okay. Those guys when they did yeah. the uh, MSG uh, thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Myron, can you please introduce Big Mo to your barber the hairline? I can't take it anymore. <laughs> oh. Mo, you cut your own hair, right? Yeah. Yeah, he just shaves it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got here Ken Rose, thumbs 07. Up. Thanks. He's just a thumbs up. Thumbs up. He's saying like the video, I guess. Yep. Uh, Mario Lord, the Hooters wasn't hootering the chick for the last pod, LMAO. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because she was flat chested. Uh, though you can make the argument that Daniel Bryan didn't steal the cripple crossface from Benoit, but when he takes the flying headbutt too, Benoit is in his grave sounding like Soldier Boy, bar for bar. Yeah. World's coolest uh, nerd. Because um, the yes lock came from, I think, was it Gene LaBelle? Um, that's why uh, it was actually initially called the LaBelle lock, and Daniel Bryan ended up calling it the yes lock. Uh, that's his little correction that he meant. Gotcha. Um, Puffy Wuffy, do y'all know who Rick Martellus? Uh, that's no. another early '80s wrestler. 
Okay. He wasn't not, he wasn't necessarily big time, but you know. Okay. But he but he's basically like showing his knowledge here. Okay. Uh, Stead goes. Uh, Stead goes. Do you think wrestling develops mental problems for wrestlers because it led Benoit, CM Punk, Shawn Michaels with mental issues? WMO, WNGL, Chris's forehead, W Lil Wayne behind the camera. I think W. I, I actually personally like what WWE is doing, even though you know they're taking away a lot of moves, but it's for the good. Re- it's for a good reason. Even though what are what are the band moves on the list now? Pal drivers, chair shots to the head. I don't know if diving headbutts is necessarily there. Yeah. Um, there's and there, I know there's a long list, but uh, but the biggest one was the pal driver. I remember the last time I seen it. Tombstone was, is banned too, right? Yes. Only Can and Undertaker can do them. Yes. Yeah. They're the only ones allowed to do it. Um, I remember CM Punk did it, but I don't know if he got as much in trouble or he got. Maybe he got an okay that I'm not too sure on, but it was wild when I saw it. CM Punk did that on John Cena. A tombstone? Um, a pile driver. Oh, okay. But, like, but not in a tombstone variation, though. Okay. Uh, Iron Frame, if Candace Owens comes on the show, please call her out for involvement in Steven Crowder's uh, situation, considering no one has the balls to do so. Um, I'll ask her about it. Um, the Daily Wire and uh, Steven Crowder beef, uh, if she could talk about it. You know, you guys got to understand that she might not be able to even talk about it. Uh, I'll always remember this as the event that erased the storyline events that got into the limo that exploded, LMAO. Oh, yeah, it did mm-hmm. erase that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> um, what else? Uh, that, what, that's the modern-day woman's brain on the right. This guy, bro. That, that's what I was laughing at earlier. Now, for what And then what do we got here? Super Chats? Um... And again, guys, if you guys want to get heard, fnfsuperchat.com. Uh, to my girlfriend who clean, cleaned my spot. Fuck you, bitch. Clean my, my room, Mr. Spot. You missed the spot. Okay. Ah, what? Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, who will you be playing the Vice Dark Side of the Ring episode that covers Chris Benoit Rumble After Hours? Also, keep with the good work all the way from the land down under. Shout out to Australia, man. Appreciate that. Uh, look up Philip Adams' case. He was a former NFL player that killed six people and himself. They discovered that he had CTE as well. Damn, CTE makes niggas go crazy, bro. I'll tell you this. Antonio Brown went crazy when he was on the Valuetainment thing. So, yo, I, I, Valuetainment, um, sorry. Um, CTE really does make you fucking a loon. The main event of WrestleMania 20 will always be the greatest when Benoit and Eddie hugged each other. Yep, I remember that. Oh, he uh, he put it as a Rumble rant. Yeah, and, Shikishi. And, Shout and, out to you, bro. And, and um, stream lab chat. Gotcha. Uh, he goes again. No, no, no. Oh, that was from before. Okay. Shout out to you, Shikishi. I appreciate that. Uh, Goldberg admitted to giving himself a concussion by knocking his head on the door before his entrance. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. That bro. is true. He did. He's a moron. Uh... What is you guys' opinion on ECW? I told you before I liked ECW. We covered it on the thing. Yeah. I read that one before earlier, I think. Is that it? And I think there, and there's some last minute um rumble rants that just came in too. Okay. Uh while Bills pulls those up, Angie, what are your thoughts? Um just take care of yourselves, you guys. You wanna be athletes, just I don't know, make wear protection and check yourself every now and then so you will see what you guys have in your minds and your head and your brains. So that's it's as much about it. I don't know. All right. Uh, what about, uh, we got the rants ready? All right, let's get those rants up and then we'll give the final thoughts. Uh, we need the king of the 
Uh, we need the king of pop next. Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael Jackson. Uh, that's yeah, going to probably we'll be a two-part series. Imagine Perk Angle coming out to Chris Benoit theme song. Bro. Because Kurt Angle was addicted to painkillers. Yeah. Cause he, but even though he would always, he was, he was, he was. Well, he left the WWE. He got like he asked Vince to fire him because he was so injured. Yeah. Um, what else here? Kurt Angle also will go down. He, he got. Did, did he, Kurt Angle get, get to the Hall of Fame yet? I, I don't remember if he did. He should. He he recently got um, got back in good terms with WWE. Okay. You know, it, even though he went, he he wrestled in TNA for a long time. Okay. He needs but, to be. He needs to be in a Hall he, of Fame. If he's not, I'm not. No, I think he did. I think he did. He's also a top ten heel. He did. Yes, he did. He did. Yes, he did. He did. He did. Okay, someone. Said 2016. In the chat. Yes. Okay. Yes. Speaking of band moves, I'm still mad they banned Seth Rollins. Curb stomp. Curb stomp to RKO reversal. Best RKO ever. Yeah, they banned. It. Yeah, they uh, definitely banned. It, it. They actually banned it because when you Google curb stomp, um, it's where you know. Because it shows like the visual of curbs, like stomping someone's head on a curb, and it's very graphic. Oh, that's they, why? That's why. It wasn't exactly the move, but. It was actually they, our, uh, Randy but, Orton that did it first. No, no, no. Curb stomp, curb stomp. Our, our, Randy used to do that. No, not not in the way you think. Um, what they do he is. He used to literally kick the back of their head, bro. No, not Randy but that, Orton. But that wasn't the move, though. That's not. You're thinking oh, about the punt. It. Okay. And that's and that's not even a band move either. Okay. Um, curb stomp is when, you know, when your opponent is like kind of like underneath and then. What you do, you put your head like on the top of their head or neck or uh -huh. maybe upper back area and then jump to stomp it on the ground. Oh. Um, oh. But it's because when you Google curb stomp, it actually shows a visual of a foot stomping on someone's head on the side of the curb. Oh, ouch. But uh, that actually did get unbanned later on. Okay. So. All right, Fram, I meant about his marriage that you guys broke down, not the situation with Daily Wire. Um, what is he talking about? What did Candace say about his marriage? What do you? Oh, okay. They don't like um her comments about his marriage. Well, I'll tell you this. I just got some information. You guys are gonna see some news come out soon. Don't worry. Um, I don't want to disclose, but there's some stuff coming out very soon, probably this week for y'all on that with the whole Crowder situation. All we're gonna say is Crowder's innocent. Um, what else here? That one just now came in. Just now. Uh, when's the the next overnight stream? It's nice to know there's uh, other folks who don't sleep at night. We stay on the grind, and that's from a Flying Raptor. Yes, I do. don't know when, uh, but we will schedule it out for you. We got to do a Dragon Ball Z one. And and by the way... And so Michael Rockefeller from Puffy Wuffy. We huh? cannot do Michael Rockefeller on YouTube. We cannot. Yes, we cannot. Uh, okay. We cannot talk about um, it. And by the way, someone said that I like saying I, I i did not say benoit was not a good technical wrestler i said he was a great one it's just i have a different top three but i recognize he's an amazing technical wrestler one of the best technical wrestlers I don't, if someone puts him as the most technical wrestler i will never argue with them all right um cool uh guys hope you guys enjoyed the video like the video um follow us on rumble uh subscribe to the channel on youtube follow fed um, reacts on, on instagram for sure um. Yeah, guys. Uh, we are gonna go get some food and check out the new studio. There's a. It's, it's coming along really well. Yes. Really, really well. Uh, I want to post it on Castle Club that, I, but I know y'all are gonna share it. So it's like oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I'll think about it. No. But either way, guys, like the video, man. We'll catch you guys in the next episode of Fed Reacts. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna have Steve, our accountant, in the house for Money Monday. It's gonna be lit, and they're gonna have after hours for y'all. We'll catch you guys. Peace.
special agent with Homeland Security Investigations, okay, guys? HSI. This is what Fed reacts covers. Defender Jeffrey Williams and Associate Weissel did commit the felony. So here's what 6ix9ine actually got. Racketeer conspiracy. This attack shifted the whole U.S. government. This guy got arrested. Espionage, okay? Trading secrets with the Russians. John Wayne Gacy, a.k.a. the killer clown, okay? One of the most prolific serial killers of all time. Killed 33 people. Zodiac Killer is a pseudonym of an unidentified serial killer who operated in Northern California. All these serial killers, guys, they really get off on getting attention from the media. Many years, Jeffrey Epstein sexually exploited and abused dozens of minor girls at his home. It was OJ working together to get Nicole killed. We're going to go over his past, the gang ties, so that this all makes sense.